Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test? The nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? to this series called Quantum Faith Meets Quantum Physics. It's under our Curious Corner category. You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation. That is j-a-e-f.foundation. I'm excited about this series. We are going to be talking about probably two of the most important unseen realms and yet they are the focal point of our being and existence. And we are going to explore how these two unseen realms affect each other to move the things that we see with our natural eyes. I think this is going to be epic. The first one is the quantum faith realm, a conduit for the spirit realm. The second is the quantum physics realm. Now, we're all familiar with the word physics, and I'm going to assume that at some point during your school life, you studied about physics. Now, lucky for you, there won't be any take-home assignments after listening to this podcast. Anyways, 
We all know that our natural world or this physical world that we live in is governed by natural law. That is laws of physics, like the law of gravity or the law of lift that enables you to fly across the world and so forth. Now, there is an interesting subject within physics that has emerged. It's called quantum physics or quantum mechanics. And it has turned the whole physics world on its head. It has turned the whole physics world upside down. Why is that so? Because it operates contrary to the laws of classical physics that we have grown accustomed to. What makes quantum physics really interesting is that it operates very similar to how things operate in the spirit realm, that is, in the kingdom of God. What do we know? Turns out Jesus' miracles, such as walking on water, weren't just myths and fables. So we are going to explore these two realms and see how they feed off of each other because our lives are directly affected by each one of them. Now, if you've listened to one of our series called Science is God's Playground, you've probably heard me make this statement. There are two realms, the spirit realm and the natural realm. The spirit realm is cause and the natural realm is effects, hence cause and effects. So in this series, we are going to connect the main force in the spirit realm called faith or quantum faith and its cousin from the unseen physics world called quantum or quantum physics. This will show us how this notion of cause and effects comes into play, how the physical world runs on top of the spirit realm and how they are always constantly interacting with each other. Scientists say, well, there's only in this realm, there's only possibilities and probabilities. What does that sound like? Jesus said, all things are possible to them that believe. The infinite possibilities based on your belief on your words, on your intent. That subatomic particle knowing the intent, what they're measuring, they're gonna measure the energy of it or the position of it or the, how does it know what they're looking for? It responds to the observer. And all of life, everything in this life, responds to us individually in the same manner. What's really fascinating to me is that the more I understand our planet Earth, the more I understand about heaven. And the more I understand about heaven, the more I understand about our planet. You see, Earth was intended, it was always intended to be a copy of heaven. That's why when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, he said, Thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is already done in heaven. I mean, you just have to look around and examine how a certain system functions here on earth and you will have some pretty good insight on how the original in heaven operates and looks like. Let's take online shopping for example. When you go onto an online store to make a purchase, it's nothing but a faith transaction. It really is nothing but a trust transaction. That's all that it is. For starters, you can't touch the product, you can't smell it, you can't hear it, you can't taste it, and you can't see it. You can only see a picture of it and see the reviews about it. But those two things, the pictures and the reviews, they give you enough trust in the vendor to go ahead and make the purchase. This is how God's kingdom operates. We can't see it with our natural eyes, 
We can't hear it, we can't taste it, we can't smell it or even touch it. But we look at the reviews and images we see described in the Bible and this gives us enough faith, it builds up enough faith within us to go ahead and make the purchase. Episode 12 of Quantum Faith Meets Quantum Physics. In the last episode, we were talking about parallels between heaven and earth. And we ended up centering our conversation around this statement that Jesus said when he was teaching his disciples how to pray. When he said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I mentioned that as much as this was saved from an angle of spiritual, from a spiritual lens, talking about prayer, we cannot just ignore this statement. This statement has a lot packed in it that for me, I have to ask myself, well, what is what is already done in heaven if jesus is saying thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and i do know that heaven was created before earth that means these things these these earth is fashioned after heaven earth is a copy heaven's the original so these things that happen in heaven that jesus was almost that what jesus was telling his disciples when you're asking God for things, ask him that what he, how he already has things moving in heaven, let him give you access that that's the same manner in which those things should be done on earth, whether it's communication, whether it's medicine, whether it's transportation. So I, I, in Curious Corner, I, I try to see how our scientific world and our physical world gives us access or as I say it's just a lens for me it's just a lens into the mind the infinite mind of God so when I hear how things are done in heaven then I ask my when I see how things are done on earth since I know that earth is a copy it gives me some insight on how things are done in heaven and Many a times, actually, in Scripture, when God will tell someone to do something, he will tell them to do it after the pattern that is in heaven. In fact, there's a Scripture out of Hebrews that talks about this concept. 
Uh, and we see this in, in Hebrews chapter 8, I believe. I'll just quickly uh, get the reference here. But it's very interesting. This is another keystone that we see um, of, of, of how basically things on earth are fashioned after the manner of heaven. So this is in Hebrews chapter 8. Listen to this. He says, he says, so there's, anyway, the, the back story to this is, is this. God instructed Moses to build a sanctuary that had a tabernacle, basically to create this place that the presence of God could dwell in. But it's interesting that in Hebrews chapter 8, verses 5, he says, but the tent where they serve is just a copy and a shadow of the real one in heaven. Before Moses made the tent, he was told, be sure to make it exactly like the pattern you were shown on the mountain. So even, even how we see things being administered on earth, because earth was created after heaven, earth is a copy of heaven. It looks very similar. That's why it's beautiful, because it's, it's a copy of heaven. And that's why this, you know, sometimes you see that, you know, that orange-ish, sunset or you see certain landscapes and you're like it's even hard to to think or conceptualize that it's it actually exists on on this planet because earth was created after the, the the original heaven heaven is a planet in itself it's bigger than earth and um a lot of the things you see on earth everything here is patterned after what we see in heaven, what we know about heaven. But you see, in scripture, again, because the Bible, its emphasis is on is on the big story of heaven. When you, when you read the Bible, you really have to turn the stones around. These, oh, I would recommend uh, listening there's, there's this guy is called Chuck Misler, and he. Some people are able to actually, you know, like when they go through the scriptures, they're, they're able to tell you that even the way the Bible is written, you can see it's the source of a lot of the mathematical constants we have. A lot of the mathematic uh, constants. Or scientific constants like gravity, uh, pi, which is three point one four. Um, the the a lot of like log log expressions and all of these things, you can actually find their patterns in the Bible. Now, for me, that's an area that that's you know that could easily take you know five to ten years to like just be digging through old stuff like that and so i'm not really gonna dive too deep into that stuff but if you're really interested in seeing that a lot of the scientific expressions we use today and they're equivalent or like when you hear okay gravity is, is the the gravity g is 9.8 or some people it's actually 9.8 but we commonly use g is equal to 10 the the constant uh pi the the common pi symbol that we all use it's equivalent is 3.14 you can actually see all these patterns in the bible so the bible is not just a simple book it, it's it's not like all these other books that people 
mess around with written by all no, no no this book is unique it's in a class of its own you may think i'm biased because i'm a christian but i'm telling you the more you continue to dive into it this book is the source of the wisdom and knowledge that we need on this planet it's a gateway and once you read it and god helps you and takes off the seals from the scriptures you are able to tap to start tapping into the infinite wisdom of God. What I've been learning is that the Bible personally and, and how it has helped me is that it's almost like I previously, even with a scientific background, engineering background, I still had a very hard time understanding concepts in the world, how the world moves, even certain scientific things. I just crammed them. Some of them, I never really understood them. But I don't know why it was until I started to get some, you know, good understanding of the Bible that now things in the world make sense. It makes sense why vaccines are taken out of the poison. It makes sense why uh, things should be engineered the way they are. I don't know. I, I can't really explain it, but there's a scripture out of Psalms 119 that says, I have more understanding than my teachers because of your law. And David is talking about that the more he said it to understand God's word, basically tap into God's wisdom. His understanding elevated to another realm where he was even more, he had more understanding than his own teachers. So this is not an ordinary book that is, is, is just, you know, like, it's not just a religious book, though some people have turned it into that. This is a book of life. This is what he says. This is in Psalms 119, verse uh, 97 to verse 104 it says oh how I love it says oh how love I thy law it is my meditation all day you through your commandments basically through the words that you speak have made me wiser than mine enemies for they are ever with me I have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies, basically your instructions, the things that you say are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. I have refrained my feet from evil, from every evil way that I might keep your word. I have not departed from thy judgments for you have taught me how sweet are your words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. That's the key that for me has really unlocked my understanding of the world and of different things is right there in verse 104. This is Psalms, Psalms 119, verse 104. He says, through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every evil false way. I hate every false way. But he say, I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. And he says, I now have more understanding than all my teachers and there are things that I could never understand back in engineering school that I could not understand because I did not have the fundamental understanding of the Bible, of the source of all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But once I started to spend more time in the Bible and really, and, and God has really worked with me to see me see things. Basically, he has given me access to tap into his wisdom. Something changed whereby I started to understand 
now different concepts in the world. I started to understand the knowledge of the world and different things across all genre, across all domains, whether it's agriculture, whether it's medicine, whether it's now engineering. I am now able to understand why things should work a certain way because I've tapped into the wisdom of God, which is the source of all wisdom. And, and we see David here basically share that same testament saying, I now understand more than all my teachers because I've tapped into your wisdom. Anyways, when Jesus says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that's not an ordinary statement. That's a statement that is telling me there's a way in which things are done in heaven and it is possible that we can have access to how heaven is doing it. And in heaven, the concept that I mentioned in the last episode was this whole idea of seamless, of wireless. And it's not surprising that I can see our innovations and our technology has been growing and advancing towards that. Things being smaller, shrinking in size, things being, um, now we're going from touch to touchless. We've gone from wires to wireless. This whole concept of seamless and wirelessness, of transparency, these are the keys and the fundamentals to the kingdom of heaven. This is how heaven operates. And I will, you know, the last episode, episode 11, and, and now episode 12, are almost like are a deeper dive into basically <laughs> the complexities or the curiosities that episode 10 introduced about words and trust, about how thoughts are spiritual matter and how they are spiritual towers in heaven and how basically this what we're doing is we're taking a deeper dive into some of these things that we introduced in episode 10. So some things we're just going to go over them again and I believe we're going to get more revelation on some of these things. So a good place to start again to would be to look at Yes, we've already established thoughts of spiritual matter. We can all agree. Our thoughts aren't physical matter. Our thoughts are spiritual matter. Because you cannot, you cannot see thoughts. It's not physical matter. You can't see a thought. It's spiritual. It's spirit. It, the difference between physical and spirit is that physical has matter. Like, like physical is physical, spiritual is spiritual. So if you can't see it, it's, it's in spirit form. Right? Now, in the beginning, for me, this is where I was like, okay, let's first look at how heaven communicates. It says, in the beginning, now we're going back to the Garden of Eden. In the beginning, when God brought the animals, he had created to Adam, Adam to name. It says God brought the animals to Adam to see what he would name them. And whatever he named them, that was the name that God went with. So the question to really ask is, in the beginning, when God brought the animals, he had created to Adam to name, where did Adam get the names when he had never even heard about any names where he hadn't even gone to school of uh what would you call it the school of um yeah however you would classify uh living creatures and all of that where did he get the names when he had never even heard about any of them? And I say that 
I believe God just simply gave him access to the database of these names. There was already a database of names. And this was a spiritual database with list of names that Adam could pull from. And I say the reason Adam was able to do this was because before the fall of man, Adam was in spirit communion with God. He's Adam's spirit and God's spirit were on the same frequency. They were on the same frequency. In the last episode, I say the people who have kind of transitioned into the realm of heaven, they tell you, you don't speak. Um, you don't need to speak by opening your mouth. You, you, you can speak with thoughts. You can communicate with thoughts and just know what the other person is is saying by knowing what they're thinking. You, you communicate with your thoughts. You don't have to open your mouth. So before the fall of man, Adam was in spirit communion with God. Adam's spirit was in sync with God's spirit. Adam could think God's thoughts. That's all Adam had access to. Adam could think God's thoughts. Now, it's very hard for us to conceptualize from our fallen state right now. But, you know, right now, you and someone could be thinking the same thing. Like, we know that. Even in our fallen state, in this fallen state of man, you and someone else can can think the same thing. So if we can do it right now, how about back then when Adam's spirit was in such communion and fellowship with God's spirit? That's how he got access to these names. He had access to God's thoughts. He was thinking God's thoughts. So... For us to fully understand, kind of get a better idea of how Adam could possibly think the same thoughts as God, let us look at an everyday scenario. So you can't see someone's thoughts, but they exist in some form. Now, how you and someone else can across you and someone else in this can be in the same room or even across continents you can be in the same room same country same city or different countries different continents and you can share similar thoughts and say things like i was thinking the same thing you can tell this to someone who is in the same room or i was thinking about you and then you give them a call and then the moment you did, they're like, oh, I was thinking about it. And they're like, and then, then someone will say, oh, that's funny because I was also just thinking about you. Like, so, some I wish that this should be like um, <laughs> a meditation pod, <laughs> a meditation segment because there's some things that I'm thinking about how this works and. You know, I'm, I'm like a lot of this. I'm just receiving a download, like right now, from the Holy Spirit. It's just really showing me things that I hadn't seen before. So I'm like, should I say that? Should I, you know? And I, I, I don't want the episode to have too, too many pauses. But um, I think I will have one of those segments where if um, if I say something. And like I get a, a fresh download from God that I'll if I go silent, it's just because there's something that I'm I'm thinking about in the moment that I hadn't seen before. So you'll have to bear with me when there's a long pause. But you think about it. The, the, just I just want you to go, just take this one concept and just go meditate on it 
and ask God to peel it back for you, to peel it back, to like give you more revelation. And maybe you'll, you'll be able to come up with something that we might also need to know. How is it possible that you can be in the same room as someone else and you communicate with thoughts and you're thinking the same thing? But it's crazy. If you're in the same room, you might say that, well, there was visual cues. But how is it possible then that you can do this, think the same thing as someone else at the same time, but you're not in the same room? You're, in, you're, 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 you're at home, they're at work, you're in different places, you're not in the same room. You, you, you are across, one person is the East Coast, the other person is the West Coast. How possible, how possible is it that we can think similar thoughts even when we're on this when we aren't in the same room when i was thinking about this there was really only one way that i could really um explain it and i'm still trying to meditate on this so i'll give you more thought off the air and the more information or revelation i get on it I will come back and share on this. But I want you to think about that. How is it possible? Okay. Because there's gotta be there's gotta be some kind of like um now the scenario where you and this person are not in the same room, and as you're picking up the phone to message them, or the moment you message them, they say, Funny, I was just thinking about you. There's something that I, this is pretty cool. This is what I think happens. Okay, thoughts are spiritual. But you see, even in the spirit realm, just because we don't see things in the spirit realm, like with our natural eyes, it doesn't mean they don't exist. We just don't see them at the frequency. The spirit frequency is different. We don't have anything in our bodies that can see spirit. You can discern using your spirit, other spirits, but you can't see them with your eyes. So that's not to say that there's not a network in the spirit realm. I believe there's spiritual towers of communication in the spirit. We just don't see them. Okay. Let's use the scenario of Wi-Fi. In our physical universe, we can all be subscribed. You know, there's a service provider, they have a tower, we have modems, right? And we are all, you know, there can be five of us with our modems and all those modems are picking up from those towers of this service provider, right? Now, then we can also have um, let me say two or three people in a room and we have our phones and these phones can tap into the same signal, the same Wi-Fi signal coming from a modem, right? We're all in different rooms, but we are tapping into the same source, right? Now, then communication starts to happen. Then I am able to send you a text message Let's say if it's via WhatsApp or wherever I'm saying, I am able to send you a text message because I'm using uh, a gadget that is the, like, there's a common frequency of connection, but it's going through a certain tower. 
if we're all using Wi-Fi to communicate, ignore cell data. If we're all using Wi-Fi, okay, let's think of it this way. You and I are, are, are in a room and there is no, the only thing we have, the only way we can communicate is through Wi-Fi, right? No cell data. So you, 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 you connect your phone to the Wi-Fi. I connect my phone to the Wi-Fi. So the first point of, com of communication is we're both connected to a central point, a central source of Wi-Fi, the modem. Now, the only way we are able to communicate to each other is because we are connected to a same source. So then we are able to send text messages. But in order for us to send those text messages, the reason I won't be able to receive a text message if you message me and there's no Wi-Fi connection is because those text messages have to go through a communication modem. They go, we're all pinging at the same thing. So when I message you, the, the communication line established by the Wi-Fi goes like from your phone through that to my phone. Do you see that? Stay with me. Stay with me. Because if you and I had no cell coverage and the modem was off, you could send me a message and I won't receive it. Why? Because we're not, you, you, you are not sending it through the communication lines that the, the, the modem has, has, has given us access to. So there's gotta be, if I, if I take this concept from the physical universe, there has to be something similar to that in the spiritual universe, whereby the reason I'm able to, to, to share thoughts, to think the same thing as you is because from relationship, from previous connections. Okay. You know how, like, this is another one. You know how, like, when you connect to a Wi-Fi, your computer remembers it? And the next time you are in that same place, your, your computer is able to pick up that Wi-Fi and just automatically connect to it? The first time you had to establish connection, right? Put in the password, connect, yes, blah, blah, blah. Then it becomes seamless. Your computer just knows, okay, I'm in this area, there's this Wi-Fi, connect to it, boom. Okay, the same thing happens. The first time you you talk with someone, like, I'm pretty sure you could be thinking the same thing with someone you've never met across different city. But the, the, the point for us is let's, Let's talk about the one you and someone you know. It's because I believe there's this thing called uh, ripple effects. So when you throw a stone into the water, it creates ripple effects, waves. It, there's a called, it's called a disturbance of signal. So when you drop a stone into the water, it creates a ripple effect. You know, waves are created and they just go on rippling. It's called a ripple effect. So when you and I establish a relationship, I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about when I get to know you, unless we become friends and you and I establish a certain communication through those spiritual towers, right? There's a link, there's a network that is created from me to you. That's why I am able to remember. I am able to remember memory, when you look at the complexity of how the human being is designed, it says a real human genome is 6.4 billion letters long, not 3.2. This is an excerpt from Veritas Genetics. But it also says, we also know that the human brain has roughly 100 billion neurons. And it says, 
Uh, this is an this is from an excerpt on brain circuits by uh, Harvard Medical School researchers. It says to understand the cerebral cortex, the outside part of the brain. This is what we use to perceive, to remember, and plan things. To understand it, to to be able to understand the cerebral cortex. Again outside part of the brain, which we use to perceive, to remember and plan things, it says you need to go one circuit at a time. There's different circuits, there's different communication circuits that, 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 are, that are in there. That The hardware of our minds is connected to spiritual towers. You don't see them, but they're there. Because the same way your phones, you can communicate together text messages, the same way your laptop can remember an old Wi-Fi connection is because when it first connected, there was a line of connection that was established and it is stored into the memory of the computer. But here in this excerpt, it says you have to go one circuit at a time. And the circuit is roughly 10,000 neurons this is one circuit in your brain. It says it's roughly 10,000 neurons with tens of millions of connections between those neurons. Wow. And it, and goes on to say, to understand one of these circuits, you'd really want to know two things. You want to know what the circuit does and how it does it. So, because of the complexity of the human mind, the same way when, 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 like, like, if, like, you don't need to know where the modem is. Let's say if you just enter the room and I, all you have to ask is, what's the Wi-Fi password? Boom, boom, boom. You get it. Then you start talking to another person. Now, in a physical sense, you... You might physically see the, the, the modem somewhere, but you may not even see it, but it's somewhere. The thing is software and hardware go together. Software and hardware go together. Now, in the, in, in the context of the spirit realm, the hardware in the spirit, we don't see through the natural eyes, but there exists something called spiritual hardware. I believe they're, they're towers. Of communication because there's got to be a ripple effect when, when i when i know someone and i when i meet someone my brain establishes that connection in one of these circuits right and it stores that the memory the information about this person it's because the next time i see them i'm tapping into my memory into the connection to remember oh I met this guy at the conference. His name is Jim. He told me this, this, and that. Boom. It is stored. Now, to, to understand this whole concept of, or I was just thinking about you, it's because when, and it happens probably so fast, it's because when, when you think about someone the first time, like, and you, you, you also you have to realize that this thing doesn't happen. Like you don't think about someone the one time, and then and then also at least this is what I believe. It's after some enough ripple effects. It's after enough disturbances in this thought about this person on this tower that it creates ripple effects on their side. It's kind of like you ping them through your thoughts. And when the connection is strong enough from your heart or from your mind, it also triggers them and, and they kind of feel like a ripple effect on their side. So they're like, oh, so that for them, they say, oh, I was also thinking about you. But it's because one of you established, kind of disturbed the connection in the spirit and the other person felt the ripple effect. It's the same way it happens with Wi-Fi. That's why you can have a Wi-Fi signal that is strong enough. 
And that's why the most times when you hear this statement, oh, I was also thinking about it, is after you have been deeply thinking about someone. You have been deeply thinking about someone. You know what's really weird is that sometimes I'll think about someone, let's say on Monday. Then I'll think about them again Monday evening. I'll think about them on Tuesday. I'll think about them on Wednesday. And on Friday, they will send me a text message. Why? Like, like let's think about this. How could something like this possibly happen? There's got to be, because I was, dis, I was basically pinging that line of communication with them in the spirit, because I've already established a communication or a connection with them, that the more I, I disturb it, think of it, the more I throw a stone into the water, it creates a ripple effect. It creates a wave that flows to them. And since we're all, think of it as a wire. On one side, I pull the string. There's a vibration that goes across to the other person. So the more that I pull the string on this side, the vibration becomes stronger. And so as this vibration continues flowing through this string, the other person starts to hear it. They start to feel it. So that's why it's very weird. I started picking up and this is like, man, it's like every time I think about someone, especially the people that have, again, it's different. You know, if you think about someone, let's say, and you have a good rapport, like, like you have a good connection with them, then that's why I think they reach out to you. Of course, if you think about people that you've had problems with, like they won't reach out to you because it's almost like that line of communication. If they think about you, it's more like there's no appeal to contact you or there's no appeal for you to contact them because maybe you're trying to keep your distance. But I believe this happens for good things and bad things. So it's like, I'll think about someone on Monday. I'll think about someone on Tuesday. And as my thoughts about them become stronger or more frequent, it means I'm disturbing the signal. And since we already established a connection, the person will message me and say, hey. And I'll be like, oh, I was thinking about you the last couple of days. It's so fascinating how these things are designed. But how did I arrive at that? I Because I look at how things move in our physical world and I look at some some, you know, some, some nuggets that scripture gives us. And I'm, I start to think about it. I ponder on it. And I'm like, this is probably why this is happening. So that's why I believe there's different, there's different towers that we all tap from. Think of them as modems or towers of communication. And once we connect with someone, we connect with them through that tower. So I believe there is a there's a tower like of love. Uh, there's a tower of joy, happiness. Because again, think about it. How is it that in one moment you can feel all of a sudden, like you can feel happy? And then sometimes all of a sudden a wave of, of, of anxiety or stress or depression just comes and gets dumped on you. These towers for all of these things, they have signals, this frequency. And you can, sometimes these signals are strong that they affect you. Like all of a sudden, you just start to feel not good. Like sometimes when I go on a walk, I might start off my walk in a really in a really good mood, and as I keep on walking through certain spots, I don't know, maybe thirty minutes into my walk, I might walk through a an area, and it's like a wave of anxiety just hits me. But it, it, like, it, it wasn't happening, but all of a sudden, nothing really changed, but it's because I walked through that region. And it's like there was a wave of anxiety that hits you, a wave of like just weird feeling. Why? 
these things happening in the spirit realm that just because you can't see, they're already happening. These towers. In fact, to really understand that, there's another scripture that drops a gem for us to understand. And that's where I'm, I'm going to end the, this episode on because there's there some stuff that I'm, that are being revealed to me right now. <laughs> Thank you, God. And I'm, I'm receiving new downloads. So we, we're probably going to have to spend a lot more time really diving into some of these things. But listen to this. This is another scripture that I think Christians sometimes we just look at from only like a spiritual context, but this actually has, this is also something that tells us how the spirit realm is mapped, that they are actually towers. So this is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Paul says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Okay? So he's saying we walk in the flesh, but we do not war after the flesh. Then he says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So you remember how you can be in a certain area and a wave of happiness hits you? It means there's a cloud of happiness. Or you can be in an area, you, you know how we say like there's a cloud of information or like, you know how you can walk under, uh, you can walk under an electric pole and there's a lot of static, right? You can walk and there's a lot of static, right? Meaning there's things that are coming off of that tower and you can almost feel it right you can so the same way saying that you can just walk into a place into a room and you feel sadness you feel grief how are you able to walk into a room and feel grief grief in an atmosphere you know if there's a town let's say where a massacre has happened like the atmosphere changes you can't see it but you can feel it that means there's a cloud of that mood that has, has been built up. So Paul is saying, he says, our weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, of these towers that I'm talking about. And he says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Isn't it very interesting that the only thing he says that we can bring down into captivity, he says bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The only two things he's talking about here are imaginations. He says imaginations, high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought. And that's exactly what I've been talking about, that the thoughts... This is how we communicate, but they are towers. And sometimes these towers, are, these towers are strongholds. So Satan can set up a, a, a tower of anxiety, of, of sickness, of disease. That's why they say sickness is spiritual. The source of all sickness is spiritual. Well, 99%. Some people believe 100%. I'm inclined to believe like 99%. Anyways, between 99% and 100%. Paul is saying, you walk in the flesh, but the things you're dealing with are not in the flesh. They're spiritual things. They're towers. There's communications happening through spiritual towers that are set up. And that's why Paul is saying, you have to bring down these thoughts under the obedience of Christ. You have to bring them, bring into captivity. Because someone... Satan and his cohorts, demons and devils, whether you want to believe in evil spirits, they are the carriers of, of anxiety, of depression. They basically, um, uh, they can set up a tower in a region 
they can set up a tower, a, a spiritual tower, and that tower would start emanating thoughts of murder. How do you think someone, sorry, how can someone just in their own house all of a sudden just decide I'm going to go pick up a gun and just go shoot 20 people, go to the mall? Where do you think that came from? It's because somehow they got corrupted. They picked up those thoughts from that tower and they, and they went with it. Ah, uh, come on, man. These things that we need to start opening up our eyes to and understand things just don't happen. You, you have to start thinking on a deeper level. Take the physical realm and start to map out and see what's actually happening in the spirit realm. But you see the Bible, you like a lot of Christians would not even be able to pick up on this. But I did not pick it up on my own accord. God gave me a revelation of this. He says, he's saying you walk in the flesh, but you're not worrying after the flesh. He's saying, listen, what you're seeing as a result in the physical realm, that's not where you should focus your efforts. Focus in the spiritual towers that you don't see. That's where the source is coming from. Take that down and you're good. It's insane. But that's, that's, so you see, he's saying casting down imaginations of every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So right away we know thoughts, imaginations are like, how communication is happening, but it's happening through spiritual towers that you do not see. It's happening through spiritual towers that you do not see. Anyways, in the next example, we'll dive deeper into communication through existing spiritual towers um, we'll talk about the DNA code of man and all of this cool stuff. We'll talk about trust and words, and then we'll dive into the concept of how is it possible that words move physical matter? We'll try to get to that in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in and Sela. This was episode 12 of Quantum Faith Meets Quantum Physics. In the next episode, we'll continue exploring this topic of imagination and thoughts. We'll dive deeper into how we can use our communication towers here on Earth to understand and map out spiritual towers that exist in heaven. We'll also hopefully look at different scenarios where words and trust actually move physical matter in our universe. Your host for today was Calvin Kalanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.
Things complete 